October 27th. My goodness. Life is not at a standstill, and uh, we need to make the most of every moment and trust the Lord and obey, obey the Lord. Trust and obey. Let's trust.
leaning on Jesus, not leaning about the fall. Oh, that was the Bible even says, oh, if a righteous man falls seven times, he gets right back up. Yes. God will help us. Jesus will help us up. 166. The song has got one, two, three, four lines in the chorus. Uh, I think I sang two and a half of them, so I, <laughs> I may not sing it just right, but we're going we're gonna, to uh, sing it by letter. Let her fly. Let talking about people with their with their affections and their trust in Wall Street. He said, if Wall Street's up, you'll be up. Yeah. If Wall Street's heading down, right. you'll be down. Right. <clears throat> Where is your affection? Right. The world system and certainly our government, oh that was Lord, will have us downhearted. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Christian, but oh the Bible tells us. We're going to have tribulations and trials. But this song says, leave them 
and go with me. Where are we going to go? To that land of joy? Yes. What is the kingdom of God? Paul told the Romans, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Verse
uh, is he still having any issue? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember Sister Linda, she's not feeling well. Sister Linda, all right. Remember Reggie, he called me before church, and just, just talking, but he asked me to pray before he. Who's that? Reggie. Okay. Children. All right. <coughs> Go ahead. Uh, continue to remember my sister in law. As she continues to recover, we are so grateful that she is recovered. Yes. Remember that whole So many people sick, having weird infections, and just things going on. Uh, so let's pray for one another. Remember our country leaders? Yes. I know we're in an in a awful time, bizarre time, uh, economics, and all the other stuff. It seems like we're going down, down, down. Spiritually, yes. How's it going? How long is it going to last? I don't know. Where's it going to take us? I'm not really sure. I'm saying as a civilization. <clears throat> but all through all the ups and downs of history, the church, and in bad times, really the real church gets stronger. That's right. And uh, it's a challenge and a privilege for us individually and together to get stronger. Don't separate. Don't go your way and say, I, I. what we sing about? Nothing could cause us to turn back. We need to keep going forward. And when we can't go forward, what does the Bible say to Stand. And the Lord will help us do that. Amen. Let's find our place to pray. Remember, there's a question.
If any of you not be able to eat today, unless you, you know, unless you were fasting or something, you know, we all had a good meal. Yeah. Brother uh, Todd made some uh, salsa the other night and uh, yesterday, and it was pretty spicy yesterday. It was really spicy tonight, today, but uh, it was good. What I'm basically saying is we're blessed. We are blessed. No, I'm sorry. I got you in trouble. Now, I see other heads. They're saying, where's mine at? You know, so that's what they're... But I do appreciate the Lord, appreciate what God is trying to do for us. You know, uh, we are heading somewhere, folks. And like Brother Robert talked about a little earlier, uh, that was right on target there. Devil is doing everything he can to discourage his people. But we got to realize we got a goal, we got a king, we're part of a kingdom. Amen. And we're heading somewhere. And I appreciate that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He, uh, I, well, I just, I used to think it was just an old people's uh, saying when I was younger. You know, oh, Brother Jeff, you know, Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You know what? Well, y'all looking at me like, well, you are old. But anyway, I, I determined that's a great blessing. That's a great scripture to remember. Amen. That he will never leave us nor forsake us. And so I do appreciate the Lord. We're going to come to you here tonight for the uh, Wednesday night offering. Uh, little Rick, how about come and receive that for us? I'm sorry, Dr. Edward, come on and receive this for us. Okay. <laughs> It's good having Alberto, correct? All right. So uh, good having them. Sister Angel, I'll forget it if I don't mention it right now. You got something in the refrigerator back there from Zila. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, uh, so, but I do appreciate what God's doing for us. We are heading into that season that is going to be um, yeah. active, active, active. I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving time. I like the food. I like the pecan pies. I like the ham. And all of that that goes along with it. But you know, uh, spiritually wise, we need to go into it just as close to the Lord as we can. And just as high as we can. Because it is a test. And it is a trial. And uh, it tries our endurance. It tries our tempers. It tries our, our sanity. And so we need to be praying. God is well able to give us strength. And not only that we can make it through there, but we can shine. And that's what we need to do. We need to shine. So, uh, Sister Teresa, if uh, you and Cana will come and have y'all's duet, we will uh, uh, try to progress on here this evening.
Who's got a good testimony here tonight? Okay, who's... Uh, well, I'm good. thankful to be here. Thank the Lord. That's right. Okay, who's just got a testimony? Maybe you don't have a good testimony. We'll just take that.
prophesied of Jesus that he would come and that he would not fail. He has never failed. You might say, well, what about the time I... No, no. You're not seeing the whole picture. He's seeing the whole picture. There are times we need to... We have things in our lives we need to fail in. Hello? But he never fails. I'd rather fail at something here on this world, uh, fail a job, fail a test, fail. But I don't want to fail making heaven my home. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. He will bring us through. Just like the three Hebrew children, whatever test you get thrown into, whatever fire you get thrown into, He's already there. And so I appreciate the Lord. I asked Brother Ron to preach for us here tonight. So we're going to ask him to come and just obey the Lord here this evening. Brother Ron, it works better if you can pick up the mic. Most of you may not know that this Bible has been to church for many years here. Uh, Sister Claudine's Bible. Oh, okay. I found out I found out with Claudine's Bible, and it has all kinds of little writings in the margin and, and everywhere. Uh, we'll get to some scriptures here in just a minute. I wanted to uh, start out by giving a little testimony, a witness of who I. People here look at an old man sitting back there, and, uh, and that I am. But uh, I want to give a little witness of uh, my, my convert from a life of sin. Uh, somewhere around October 2014, I was living in Middleburg, Florida. And I was in my driveway at 11 o'clock at night, drunk. And my daughter-in-law was there trying to witness to me. And I was not having any part of it. Uh, when people tried to witness to me back then, I started to them, talking to them about aliens and how they had come down. And uh, the way I abruptly ended our conversation was, was I told her, I said, I'll see you in hell. Yeah. And I turned around and, and walked off. Well, as I went to go into my house, I felt something pop me behind the head and say, is that what you really want? Well, that got my attention. And I turned around to look to see who had hit me because that didn't normally happen too good. So I turned around and I was by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, began to, I began to think about that. And I, I went into the house and said, no, that, that's not what I want. You got to remember, I was raised in a Christian home. Yeah. Yeah. My father was a preacher. Yeah. Yeah. And at the young age of 16, I left home and headed down the wrong road. Yeah. 
spent 30 years in the military, 12 years in Cuba. I probably send in every every country on the continent here. And uh, but in October 2014, when I got saved, that was the night that that I got on my knees and asked Jesus to forgive me of my sin. And let me tell you, I had some catalog. And uh, I don't like to give devil too much credit. And, uh, but I'm giving you the short version of my, my, uh, my testimony. <clears throat> Brother Jeff and them know me before I was, I was saved quite some time. And uh, uh, in some cases, I wasn't a very nice person. So uh, anyhow, I, I wanted to start out tonight to let you know I'm an older guy, but I'm a younger Christian. But I look back and I said, well, I'm getting a little age on my Christian belt. Yeah, so uh, uh, praise God for that. Uh, tonight, I'm going to take my text out of Psalms 21, I mean 27, and uh, verses 1 and 8. So uh, if you will, please stand while I... And I'm reading my text off of my notes because it's just bigger and easier to read that way. Psalms 27 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Verse 8. When thou saidest, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thou face, Lord, will I seek. Well, as you stand, would you uh, put your hands towards him and pray for me that I might might deliver God's word as he would have it. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to say, Lord, thank you, dear God, that, that we are able to stand here and, and, and preach your word. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you want me, Lord, Lord, that I can bring the message, Lord, to you, and I might touch somebody's heart, Lord. That it might touch somebody's heart. Thank you. Please be seated. <clears throat> the, if I needed a uh, title for my message tonight, it would be "The Light of God." Yes. And <clears throat> in the tonight, though, I want to focus focus on light. Yes. What it is, and where what is it, and where does it come from? Right. You know, uh, scientists <clears throat> think they have the natural light figured out, and they do mostly. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things about it that they don't know. Uh, you know, uh, the natural light, the sun uh, probably travels at about 3,000 feet per second, that's in a vacuum. So they know a lot about light. Yeah. But what they don't know is the light, what, anything about the light of God. We're not talking about the, the sun, the moon, the stars, or any yeah. of that. We're talking about the light of God. Yes. But uh, the light of God, the primary importance in the Bible is how the Bible starts and how the Bible ends. Yeah. In Genesis 1 and 3, it says, let there be light. Yes. And there was light. That's right. In Hebrew, that translates to be light. 
light is. Yes. But us having our English, we had to make a sentence out of it. Yeah. I sort of like it the Hebrew way. Be light and light is. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> while I was looking at uh, the Hebrew of light, I realized that the Hebrew for it is or. It's or. And it has some little marks in front of it. And when you look at that, the light, or the, the, the Hebrew word for skin is or. And while I was in Genesis, that carried me down the road real quick to Adam and Eve when they, when they sinned, you know, they realized they were naked and they made their, um, their clothes out of fig leaf. But God made them clothes out of skins. Yes. The, the word for skin in Hebrew is or, which is light. Yeah. Wow. That's another sermon for another yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, so what is the light of God? Where does it come from? Do you experience it? Have you experienced it? Are you in it? And does it mean anything to us? Right. David said in Psalm 27, as we just read, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Yes. Yeah. Then in verse 8 and 9, he said, I will seek his face. Yes. Why? What does that even mean? I will seek his face. Uh, would you even use that term normally if it wasn't in the Bible? Probably not. You know, you wouldn't say, I'm going home to seek my wife's face, you know, if it, was, if it wasn't something you found in the Bible. Or I wouldn't say, I'm going to seek Jamie's face. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> we just we don't use these terms, but the Bible uses them all the time. There's a very important reason that is, the face of God is where light comes from. And that's what I don't want to try to talk about tonight is, is that the light actually does come from the face of God. Yes. The prayer that God gave Aaron to give to all the Israelites, the blessing prayer, can be found in Numbers uh, chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. And it reads, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Well, countenance is actually referring to the face. This prayer was given to and posted on everybody, the Israelites. I actually have this prayer posted in my office at home. Uh, it's uh, it's a, a real importance that we have God's light shine yes. on, on us. And this prayer, light, is mentioned twice. But it is light from God's face. His face radiates the light upon you and blesses you. Yes. Uh, Got one of my many pages here. Don't want to skip one. Yeah. If you want blessings and peace, if you live in this world, you want that. 
Yes. I mean, in this world today, you know, you everything that we touch, we've just been talking about it, everything you see is turning dark. The darkness seems to want to close in on us, but we need the light to push back the darkness. It's not in my notes, but, you know, even in Genesis, when God created light, darkness had to run. You, you walk into a room with dark, and you flip on the light, you never see the dark. Because it, it traces the darkness out of the way. So, uh, you know, light is something that we need in this world. And from the light comes our blessings. But uh, it says God's face, we certainly want God's face to shine on us. And I'm trying to break this down and says, what is the face? You know, so what is it to seek someone's face? Uh, sometimes, most time nowadays, we shy away from looking people in the face. Uh, you know, if you do, most of the time they'll call you a weirdo. You know, you don't, you don't want to walk into Walmart and be standing in that line behind somebody and start gazing in their face. Uh, that, they probably get slapped or punched if you do that. But um, if, you're, if you're married, or maybe I should say recently married, you still like to gaze into one another's eyes. You know, I'm looking over there because I know they're real young married. My wife and I used to do that when we were young married or, or uh, in our case, we were dating. And that's um, uh, just something you did. You gaze in one another's eyes because you like to see them. Yeah. Well, my wife used to also, after we've been married for a while, tell me, look in my eyes like you used to. Well, you know, being married 54 years now, that sort of went away I, somewhere. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, David just said there in Psalm 27, I want to see your face. He really wants to look into the face of God. Uh, now, can we really do that? Well, as I go on here, we look at Psalms 67 and verse 1. <clears throat> it said, God be merciful unto us and bless us. Cause his face to shine upon us. And uh, in this psalm, it's actually the, the same thing. It's actually repeated all the way through the Bible about God's face shining upon us. And us looking into God's face. Um, and the Lord may be, Lord be merciful to us. I think we all need mercy. Yes. You know, in this day and time, we need mercy. Um, the, the, this peace, mercy, and grace is all linked to the shining face of God. I think it's pretty essential that we see the face of God. That's where the light comes from. Let's go to Genesis 32. Uh, this is going to be the uh, account where Jacob was wrestling with God, Jesus incarnate. Uh, he was he was at the at the this, this creek Jacob or uh, this creek I don't remember what it was anyhow, uh, and he was uh, wrestling with Jesus, and he had wrestled with him all night until the morning hours, and uh, uh, finally. Uh, uh, 
I'm going to pick up the two texts here in Genesis 32, 29. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Hold on to that. Uh, of course, he was Jesus incarnate. And the next verse, Gen uh, Genesis 30, 32-30, And Jacob called the name of the place uh, Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Peniel actually means the face of God. Throughout the Bible, God has said, you cannot see my face and live. Remember Moses. Moses wanted to see the face of God, and God told him, no, you will die if you see my face. So he put him in the cleft of a rock and said, you can see part of my glory as he passed by. He couldn't even stand to see all of God's glory. But in Genesis 32, 31, in that same passage, and as he passed over Penel, the sun rose upon him, and he hauled it up on, and he hauled it up on his thigh. Uh, what had happened when Jesus blessed him? He touched him on the thigh. So, what we're gaining from this thought is that when you look upon God's face, and He blesses you. He touches you. Yes. Jacob, at this point, was touched and he was changed. Yes. From the time that he was touched, he had a limp. Right. Yes. He had a limp all of his life. And there, there are those that say, and I have read a lot about this, that say that Jacob, when he walked with a limp, he would pause and thank God. He would pause and thank God. So maybe in our life, we ought to change our walk to where we can look and thank God, you know, for how we are. And uh, the scripture also talks about the sun rising. There's probably a reason that the scripture brings that out is because Jacob was touched before sunrise. So he saw a light. And, but he, then the sun rose, and that's the natural light. Yeah. But the light that Jacob saw was, was the light of God. When you, when you see the face of God from the scriptures, something is changed about you, always changed about that. And, um, but let's go to the end of the Bible. And you will see the references here about uh, God and him seeking his face. In Revelation 1 and 13, this is John speaking of Jesus. He's on the island of Patmos. And he is uh, uh, at a vision of, of Jesus. And it says, his head and his hairs were like wool, white like wool as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame. And I'm going to read it. It's going to be two or three verses here. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the foot, and girt about 
the path of a golden girl, and his feet likened to fine brass, as if they were burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. His countenance, his face. We're talking about the sun that was bright as the sun. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Now, we have the same reaction out of John. When he saw Jesus, he fell as dead at his feet. Now, uh, going back to Jacob, Jacob was probably uh, a Christian for 20 years when he first saw Jesus during the wrestling match because he had taught Jesus at Bethel when the angels were going up and down the ladder. And, uh, but... Uh, Anyhow, he, when he had met him, he had before at Bethel. John had seen Jesus many times. John was an apostle. John was young when he first started seeing Jesus. And uh, he, uh, you know, he, he actually seen him in his glorified state on the, on, uh, the transfiguration on Mount of the mountain. And um, uh, so it wasn't anything new to John to see Jesus and even see him in his glorified state. When he saw him, though, at that Mount Transfiguration, he fell on his face. Yes. And he and Peter, they fell on their face. But, uh, you know, like I said, John had seen Jesus many times before. And um, when John saw him in Revelations, it was probably about 80 years that had passed. And then John still fell on his face. But here in the scriptures, it said that Jesus touched John and told him to get up. That it was going to be okay. So uh, uh, you never get too old and never see Jesus too many times. And it's usually not all the same type of encounter. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, touch him. yeah, don't don't ever think because you're so familiar with God that you can figure him out. Because you can't, because God is God. <laughs> Over in John 14 and 8, uh, we're we're jumping, we're jumping uh, back over to how can you look God in the face? And live. I mean, John 14 and 8, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffice us. Uh, in verse 9, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet ye hast thou not known me, Philip? He hath seen me, hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Amen. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Amen. So here, it's saying that if you want to see God, look Jesus in the face. That's how we do it. We can look at Jesus and see God. Yes. 
don't be like a lot of Christians today. They just, they don't look at his word. They want to see miracles. They want to see uh, different manifestations. And sometimes people uh, are not happy with going to church. They want to travel from camp meeting to camp meeting just so they can see some spirit. But all they have to do is look at Jesus and they can see the light of God. Uh, one other one other scripture I want to bring out that uh, we've been talking about the light of God external. Now I want to talk about the light of God internal. Yes. Yes. Over in 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, it said, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness have shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ himself. So now we've had a massive jump from the Old Testament to the New Testament. From the Old Covenant to the New Covenant that now Jesus is in our hearts. So we don't have to worry about looking in the face of God and being killed because if we do see the face of God through Jesus. Yes. 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 You know, uh, that's a little example of that would be like if you had a cold-blooded uh, mammal and a warm-blooded human, a cold-blooded animal would have to be into the sun to have the sun come in and warm them up. But us as warm-blooded humans, we have that heat within us and we can warm our own self up. That's like having the, 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 the face of God, the light of God within us. You know, we all, we all want to have revival. Well, I believe that revival would come by looking on the face of God through Jesus Christ. If we will look further into Jesus Christ, we will have the revival that we want, but it has to be within us. It has to be within us. Over in Psalm 80, verse 3, it says, Turn us again, O, o God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. The psalmist only knew two things, and that was to be restored. Well, the turn again can be pronounced as restored. It says, restore us again, O God, and we can be saved. In, in verse 7 of that same psalm, it says, turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Yeah. What happened was it was God, and now as God of hosts, we have two dimensions of God. In that same psalm, down in verse 19, it says, Turn us, restore us again, O Lord, God of hosts, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Here we have three dimensions of of, the, of God mentioned. And what is this telling us? 
the more that we look at God's face, the bigger he gets. The bigger he gets. And so um, we, we have, the, uh, we, we just cannot look at God long enough, hard enough, because he will be, get bigger if we do. I haven't preached very long, but what I've tried to communicate tonight is that we need to spend more time looking at the face of Jesus. And uh, sometimes we look at other people and say, I, I would like to be more spiritual like them. Well, more than likely, they spend more time looking at Jesus than you do, and that's the reason they're more spiritual. Praise God. And, you know, uh, I, I was thinking when I was uh, putting this sermon together, Sister Teresa, you said several times that people come up to you and said, are you holiness, are you a Christian? Yes. What they are seeing in you is that light of yes. God yes. that is manifesting yes. out. Yes. And that's the way we all need to be. We need to have oh, so yes. much light of yes. God that we can just, yes. it'll just walk out yes. and it will, it will manifest out of us. That's right. So what I would like to do at this time, if somebody wants to play some music, uh, I would like to invite you down to pray and seek the face of Jesus. Because that's what we need is the face of Jesus. That's
us. I can tell you that subject that he uh, he just scratched the surface. I know he knows that. Anyway, but just scratch the surface on him, and uh, he is truly the light of the world. I love that in Genesis, where in the very first part he says, "Let there be light." Then you read a few more verses down, and he said, "And let there be a sun, and a moon, and stars." Then comes these other lights. And so, uh, you know, I, somehow or another, I can catch just a little bit on some of these high scientific things, but they say basically that our whole being is light. It was the bangs thing, they say, that started the, uh, the universe. I do believe in the Big Bang Theory. God spake it. Bang, it happened. Okay? But from there, the light went out. And it's through the light that everything exists. Do you know what? Sometimes our sicknesses are caused because we don't get enough sunlight. We just need more sunlight. Stick us out in the sun. Let us roast a little bit. Huh? We need that light. Jesus is that light. He is that eternal light. That uh, the other part about that face too, though, you said talked about orb. You ever wondered why those old pictures that showed Jesus and the disciples, and they had that round thing about them? Orb, the light. Okay. There's uh, some other scripture that talks about being washed clean. Research it. In the Old Testament, it's actually talking about uh, having your skin light. Just goes on and on and on. Oh, we need to know Him. He is the light of the world. Amen. And I like also the light, the face, the presence. We need His presence. I can preach to y'all sometimes. And it's not like I'm preaching to you or talking just like right now. I talk. Y'all are looking over here. Over there. It's not the same when you're looking at me. There's a certain presence. It's the same way we need to be with the Lord. We need to be looking unto Him. You can feel it when he looks back. His presence. Well, Jeff, I have a testimony. I don't know if Sister Sheila remembers the scripture, but this past Sunday when Dawn was in church with us back there in the back, something I have never in all my life as a Christian have ever had it happen. Do you remember? It was the Psalms. I don't remember. Yeah, but, um, you know, after Dawn, after we prayed for her, I just grabbed her Bible Brother Todd had given her, and I just opened it, not tearing it apart, but, well, just pretty much. It said, now, that. And she began to read, and it was the Lord speaking directly to 
her. Yeah. And I looked at Sheila. I looked. I said, I can't. It was. It could have been in Zachariah. It could have been in Haggai. It could have been in Isaiah. But it was a special part of Psalms. Right. And he was speaking directly to her. Yes. If she would. He would. Right. If she would. He would. Right. And he would do that. And I'm going to try to find out where it was at. I don't know. Somebody, do y'all know where it was at? But uh, did you mark it in your Bible? But God gave us that uh, uh, Sunday morning. Did you have it marked? We'll find it. But I just thank God for, uh, yes. I got a blessing out of that. And I'm glad to see both of y'all. Yeah. Both of Praise yes. God. Our birthday. Yeah. We're so glad. Many years ago, my daddy was uh, not married yet, and he was in a meeting. Uh, it may have been up in Milledgeville, Toonsboro, somewhere up there. And the man that he got saved under was a tent preacher. He came and set his tent up in Alabama, and he got saved over there. And uh, so we went to fellowship with him. He was very young. I think he was a teenager. That man's wife did very similar to what she said. He was a young teenager. He had his eyes looking at the young girl. And there was this girl there. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea who she was or nothing. But he said the Holy Ghost came on Sister Bessie cracking doll. And she came up to him with a Bible. And she started fanning pages just like that right there. And put her finger on the scripture. And he said that was the scripture he needed to yes. keep him out of trouble. Praise God. Wow. And this God girl has a different spirit tonight, Brother Rob. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We're going to help come yes. from yes. the Lord. The life of the Word. Yes. That's what we need in that life. Yes. Thank the Lord. All right. Don't forget. Um, um, street ministry this kind of weekend and also don't forget Sunday morning please invite a friend when we get back to using this pretty regular invite a neighbor or invite your revenueer <laughs> invite somebody to come be with you in church alright yeah And then Saturday, what time does it start? Um, Saturday, we're having the fall get together at 6 o'clock. 6. Yes. All right. And then also, if you plan on coming, if you would like to bring a bag of chips or a big bag of candy, that would be great. Okay, now what? what is this I hear a little bit about some kind of uh, chili cook-off? Yes. But I think we already have everybody for that. Really? Nobody invited me and asked me to... You're bringing potatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are dismissed. <laughs>